Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and the greatest tag team wrestler of all time. Bully Ray and I talked to CEO of MLW, Court Bauer. We talk about the relationship with Vice, and also we talk about the big battle riot that's taking place July 2nd at the old ECW Arena in Philly. And speaking of the old ECW Arena, Bully and I walk down the road of reminiscing about that old school historic building right now on the Busted Open Podcast. You were part of WWE Creative at one time, correct? I can neither confirm or deny. No, yes. Oh, okay. Um, we always, <laughs> on the we question. always, we always talk about creative on the show, yeah. and you know, we we really never put the heat on the wrestlers. We we put it on creative because there's things that we just don't understand, things that we know we would like to see, and we you know ram our head up against the wall. We talk about creative writing for an audience of one. And mm. I, I know that's the way it is. Was that your experience also when you were part of WWE Creative? Yeah, so there's some weird things that, first of all, I thought that going into WWE, I, I didn't I didn't have a writing background. Um, I, I kind of did a stumble-bumble booking thing until Terry Funk helped me along, and then Gary Hart helped, really helped me. Terry put me in contact with Gary, probably because he didn't have the patience for me. Uh, but... Going to WWE, a lot of the people there had a writing background. Um, there are some real lifelong fans that love the business. Uh, very few had any experience in it. And then you had kind of like the sounding boards, which were guys like Ted DiBiase in my time, Dusty Rhodes, Michael Hayes, Bruce Pritchard. People have been in the business in a, at a different level. Paul Heyman was kind of in and out. Um, so it was a unique dynamic. And so you had people that I remember one time were sitting there and we're thinking about this angle and, and these two guys who wanted to do something with and dusty just goes, man, we need to get some heat. And a writer goes, what's heat? And dusty, as he could use was so great at like selling something. He, he's like, he went kind of went back and like almost looked like he was going to fall out of his chair. And then Teddy Biasca smiled and just shook his head looking down. But the concept of heat wasn't something that a lot of the guys understood or knew, but at the end of the day, and it took me some time to kind of understand 
the creative team, it, it, you are ultimately just a suggester to an audience of one and, and then the family surrounding him, which kind of amplifies and cheerleads that kind of dynamic. So, you know, it, it's like some people struggle with it. Some people fight it. Some people try to get, you know, try to work around that. It, it, it's a real, it's a real weird experience. Uh, Vince taught us a lot, taught me a lot, but at the same time, you do realize it's like, is your obligation to the fan is your obligation to your boss and the chairman? And the answer is it's both. And you try to navigate those waters to the best of your ability. So you give the fans the best product. You try to check off the boxes that the boss wants you to check off. And even if you can successfully do that, then there's like an agent meeting. Then the head writer writes the script. And then you go to the production and stuff. And then by the time it actually airs, it has mutated so much from whatever the original intent was it's like i don't know what to tell you and there are, and don't forget the boys got to throw in their two cents too because they got to be comfortable course, with it of course and then there's stuff you don't know about they're told like yeah we can't push that guy now and we have no idea what has happened we don't know if there's a contracting issue we don't know if there's just a guy has heat for some random reason or we just we're just told like he's on the do not disturb list so like oh but it's always then kicked back well creative has nothing for you it's like no, that's honestly, creative always has something for someone. It might not be the best idea. It might be a horrible idea and you wish they didn't have something for you. But that was an excuse built out of talent relations to pass the heat, uh, especially when you're firing someone. Instead of saying, hey, man, you just, you know, you're paying my ass or, you know, you, you, we can't do payroll with you on it right now at this moment, whatever the issue is. But, you know, creative having nothing for you. Imagine they said that to Vince. What would Vince say? Okay. Is the wrestler gone or are you gone? Because it's your obligation to have creative. So you think Vince is just going to shrug that off and say, yeah, yeah, okay, that's understandable. Why would you have creative for that guy? I'm only paying you to do that. <laughs> that never made sense to me. You, you know what, Court? Thank you for that answer because I think you actually answered a lot of questions by by just that one answer. So we we appreciate that, honestly. Thank you so much. But let's get into let's get into MLW because, Court, the last time that we spoke and the last time you were on Busted Open – Obviously, a different time than what we're dealing with right now. Things were a lot different. You know, we were yeah. on lockdown. There were no fans in attendance. And I know you had plans in place for once we got out of this pandemic. But now we're starting to get out. And things are opening up again. And it seems like the world of MLW is opening up as well. Yeah, we're really excited to get back in and start building out our touring schedule, which we're starting to do. A lot of buildings have been closed. It's been really difficult. So that's been the most exciting thing is just trying to just rush to get those dates on the calendar because you're competing with touring concerts, which is going to rev up big. You're competing with all conventions, all these different things, because people are all just running to take those dates. So we're, we're trying to get the, the dates as fast as we can. And uh, we were really lucky. We just kept sliding our 2300 arena show. Uh, that was one of the big shows we canceled last summer. And it was supposed to feature the battle riot. And so I didn't think that that would be our first show back before a crowd. But 12 months later, that's the, the first show back before a crowd and, and we're excited to have that July 10th with our 40 wrestler battle riot. Uh, we'll have some title fights on the card and that will kick off our new season. Then we slide into the fall when we kick off our new season of fusion uh, in September. So we're excited about that. So we'll have this big loud tent pole this, uh, this summer and then get ready for, for the fall, which everything will be back to normal by the fall, which we're excited about. 
Court, what do you feel you need to do with MLW to kind of carve out your spot in wrestling today? You have obviously have the WWE and AEW, but then right below that, you know, there's Impact, there's the NWA, there's Ring of Honor, obviously MLW. What do you need to do, whether it's in that on that first show or moving forward, to put MLW on the map and have it talked about the same way we talk about any other company on this show? Right, yeah. It's like when I entered this thing, uh, and relaunched MLW in 2017, you know, there was this one billionaire and he was kind of doing his own thing. Now you got two billionaires, then you have a multi, multi, multi-millionaire in Canada with Anthem Sports, and then you have a multi-billion dollar uh, Sinclair Broadcasting with assets all over the place and 100 plus channels. You know, it is a very competitive space. Everyone has a different product. Uh, some of the competition's very predatorial. Some of it's very easygoing. So it's a really weird kind of mixture. And so you got to elbow yourself into that conversation and get something going. And our style is great. We showcase that a lot. Uh, doing right now is just focused on uh, bringing in bigger, higher profile talent because you know this is a star-driven business. It's a cliche, but it's a fact. It's a star-driven business. We have the best wrestling in the game and we're the best kept secret in the game, but I don't want that to be always the case. And the way you get noisy is because of big stars. And the bigger star you can bring in, uh, the more awareness, the more interest. People love familiarity. There's a reason why even if the movie sucks, people go to see a Brad Pitt movie because it's Brad Pitt. It gets a lot of energy. People want to talk to them in the media. Same thing applies in sports. Same thing applies in wrestling. That principle is always going to be the case. So that's one of my biggest priorities this summer is just to pump up uh, the the volume. And and that's with more star power because I think there's a lot of great star talent still out there in the free agent market. And you, you, you combine that with what we have in house, which is fantastic. And I think that kicks you into high gear. Do you have the finances to get those higher profile star talent? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, everyone has a different price tag and what you can do. We've been very creative with how we get there. And and my biggest obligation this year is to be is really focused on media rights with WWE exiting all their talks with Nikon doing an incredible job with that Peacock deal, which was huge and having their Fox deal and everything they're locked. They they're, they're off. They're not doing any current media rights deals. Uh, and AEW has got a great deal with Warner media or Warner brothers discovery now. Uh, so that there's still some interesting plays out there. We're with vice. We're having some really interesting discussions and with a few other potential partners in the streaming space. Uh, and so, yeah, those media rights deals kind of dictate budget. And that allows us to kind of open up our budget, which, of course, is always what we want to do, because you want to have the best production. You want to have the best bell to bell product. You want to have the best staff and infrastructure you can. And and that's a byproduct of your revenue. And the biggest revenue stream right now is media rights. So everyone says, oh, we're always talking about deals, whether it was. Uh, Vice or or DAZN or Fubo Sports, all that stuff. You know, that's the stuff that really is the lifeline of the business in terms of keeping the lights on. If you don't have those deals, you know it, it can get you get into some shallow waters pretty quickly. How ha- happy are you to be a part uh, of the Vice family? You know, with uh, with Dark Side of the Ring and the China documentary that's coming out on Vice tonight. Like people now know Vice. And the relationship with pro wrestling. So how happy are you that you're a part of that channel? 
You know, they, it's a great channel. Uh, I love Darkside and everything Evan and his, his partner on Darkside have done. And the people at Vice, we had, I had a call with the head of the network two days ago, and they really understand wrestling in a way, and they're supportive of it in a way that I haven't seen. I've had a lot of meetings with a lot of people, like, yeah, yeah, wrestling. I'm not a fan. And then they say something, you're like, oh, yeah, you, you watch. You just don't want to acknowledge it, which is such a turnoff to me. You want people that are not going to have, like, well, we'll try it because we know we know it brings eyes to to us, and okay, sure. But they're holding their notes when they when they take wrestling. You want someone that's going to be really in, invested in it, and 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 frankly, Vice the data all points to their most successful programming is wrestling. Now they've been around for a while. What's driving that channel has been wrestling, which it it, it says a lot about wrestling. I mean, wrestling's always been at the vanguard of of TV, the 50s with black and white and, and the Dumont era with Gorgeous George, with the advent of cable, syndication, pay-per-view, streaming. Wrestling was at the forefront. And there's a reason why it brings eyes to the table. It's that simple. I mean, everyone also involved in wrestling is promoting it. The main event guys are going out there promoting it. Now you have social media, so everyone's getting noisy about it. And that's, that's what everyone wants now because there's yeah. so much competition in TV, whether it's linear, streaming, you need people, you need a product like that that can get out there and has a whole roster to, to, to get activation going, get it talked up. Court, as I'm sure you know, and maybe our fans that don't know, in order to succeed in the pro wrestling business, you need, as, as a company, you need talent and you need television. It sounds like you're on mm -hmm. the cusp of getting some, you know, great television deals and getting the MLW name out there. But let's talk about your roster. Let's talk about your talent. Moving forward, <clears throat> who are the four corners of MLW? Who is the talent that is going to carry your company forward? And why do you think they will? So I, I typically have like the uh, Fusion Five. So it's like kind of based around like a rotation of five guys. If one goes down, you don't, you know, God forbid Vince lost Hulk Hogan in 86. What would have happened? You know, you, you always want kind of like a, a maybe a, a bit of a, a mixture of guys. My, my core guys are Jacob Fatu. I mean, he is pound for pound just a freak. He's amazing. There's a reason why we keep doing bigger deals with him. As much as soon as we you know, can expand our, 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 our budget, we always knock on his door and say, hey, Oos, let's figure this out. And uh, he's, just, he's got the killer instinct, which a lot of wrestling doesn't have anymore. I used to love the killer instinct because, it, it, yeah, you know this is a work, but when that guy connects with you in the crowd, you're like, man, that guy could F me up. And then that guy's yeah. street certified. He's a badass. And you don't have that level of suspension of disbelief and that credibility in a guy like you have in Jacob Fat too. I mean, I watched you know the old Chicago ECW shows where Bubba and Devon and the Dudleys would cause a riot and you could feel it. Like it started with, yeah, we hate these guys. And all of a sudden it becomes this very visceral, very intense thing. And their guys hopping over and you're saying, bring it. There's this thing that happens that triggers it. And Fatou has caused me almost one ride in Chicago. Uh, Tom Lawler uh, got heat on the Von Erickson Dallas. They were throwing in massive industrial Rubbermaid garbage cans into the into the, the ring. Everyone thought that was a plant. Like, yeah, that would be a great idea for us to have a plant, throw one of those in. That's That heat's important. Uh, Von Erickson, another key part of, of the company. Uh, they are incredibly special guys and they have really developed in the last two, two or so years and they are part of our franchise play. You know, they have opened up Texas in a major way. We're going to have over maybe two to 3,000 fans and maybe higher in September for our show out in Dallas and it's growing and, and they, they're awesome guys. They're awesome representatives. 
they are they're everything I hope they would be and then some. And uh, Alex Hammerstone's another guy. Uh, pound for pound, just a great wrestler, great power wrestler, kind of a classic. Um, it reminds me a bit of uh, a little bit of Shane Douglas, a little bit of Lex Luthor or Luger. Um, you know, he's just a mixture of those kind of qualities. We'll see a little Jericho in him. Uh, so yes, th these are the guys we're building the company around. And you always, you know, have someone else coming up in the mix, but those are the four guys, four or five guys that we're focused on, along with guys like King Huertes, who's like came out hot in, during our empty arena shows. People just love him. His matches are some of the most viewed matches we had. So it, it speaks volumes about uh, the legacy of Lucha Underground. And so we're also excited to have uh, El Jefe Cesar Duran, formerly known as uh, Dario Cueto in another life, uh, also now joining the team. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! Sirius XM Fight Nation is your home for the hardest-hitting combat sports talk you'll find in the world. Whether it's pro wrestling, MMA, or boxing, join the conversation with us at 877-FIGHT-93 anytime from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern as we react to the hottest storylines, most intriguing matchups, and more. Oh, my God! Your home for the best all-day combat sports talk anywhere is Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. You know, Bully asked you about the talent. We know it's top talent. Uh, we know that you're on Vice. And now you're going back out there in front of an audience again. And I'm really looking forward to Battle Riot July 10th in the old ECW arena in Philly. Talk about that show and how fans could be a part of that show on July 10th. Yeah, we're excited to kick off our new era, new season with the Battle Riot July 10th at the uh, 2300 Arena, the old ECW arena, which is much different than back when I first went there in 2002 when I, I ran my first show uh, there back then you, you know you probably wanted to get a tetanus shot now it's like they have craft beer it's a whole different experience it's something if, I don't know if, if I you think or the new one it, if you think it's different from 2002 you should have been there in 95 <laughs> <laughs> because you could walk out a... of there with syphilis and gonorrhea in the same night <laughs> Charlie Brzees, who was part of ECW's production, part of my production, I remember in 2002, who gave me kind of the unofficial tour. He's like, yeah, over there, that little corner, it's like a telephone booth with a shower in it. Yeah, Ray would take showers in there. I don't know what he was doing. He didn't care. Like, oh, my God, that thing looks so gross. It, it was a totally different thing back then. And uh, now it's just, it looks all new. I mean, it, they're doing a Peyton Manning TV show in there right now. Uh, they do fashion shows there. They do everything. The, the ownership there is so great. They love the roots from wrestling and ECW in particular. Uh, I can't think, I don't think I've ever worked with an arena that is as professional, but also so great to in, in, in embracing wrestling like the folks at the 2300 Arena. Just a really special place. So part of our moving, our kind of go forward strategy is to kind of bring the product to the arena as much as we can. We'll be back in the fall. We'll be back October 2nd with the show. That's an exclusive for you guys tonight. And we just kind of want to make it one of our key towns because, you know, it's a different fan base than it was in the 90s and even when I ran there in the early 2000s. Uh, but we noticed that all the fan anywhere we go, Chicago, Dallas, Miami, Orlando, you name it, even New York, they're the most, like, 
dialed into our product of any of those fan bases. They get everyone. They bring the they bring the signs for injustice, all these different things. I'm like, man, these guys get it. So I want to give more to them. And I mean, just how they they show love with coming out to the box, you know, buy tickets at the box office has been pretty big. So we're going to give them a big show July 10th with this 40 wrestler battle riot, which is a kind of like the Royal Rumble. 40 wrestlers in this thing, you can get eliminated by pinfall submission or over the top rope so it's a little bit of a twist on it and we had alex hammerstone announced the first guy in last week and then i'll give you guys four exclusives today on the show and those guys are king muertes from aztec underground caribbean champion richard holiday lee moriarty an up-and-coming guy from pittsburgh and zen she double champion out of south america and we're gonna have a lot more guys suplexes knockouts and chokeholds sirius xm fight nation is the only channel dedicated to bringing you the inside world of combat sports unlocking the cage with jimmy smith time doesn't heal all wounds in sports winning heals all wounds busted open i always say life is just like professional wrestling you are going to get knocked down a lot but you got to keep getting up and keep on fighting Plus, at the fights and MMA today to round out the best combat sports coverage anywhere. And so much more. We bring the fight to you on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
Last week, or two weeks ago, we spoke to Billy Corgan. I loved what Billy had to say about his old school mentality when it came to the NWA and how they were going to embrace that old school mentality when it came to storylines. What I loved about our discussion with Court was one word. He mentioned one word that I thought was so refreshing to hear. Know what that one word was, Dave? What was that? Heat. Going for heat. Because nobody goes for heat anymore. Real heat. Legit heat. Pile on heat. Not just, oh, we'll get a little bit of heat this this week, and then next week uh, the baby face will get it back. No. Week after week after week of heat. Refreshing to hear that from a booker these days. Yeah, and and you know what? The fact, too, that this is why, Bully, we give a Court Bauer time on this show. We, I, I mean it. I want to teach our audience that there's more to pro wrestling than just what you see on the USA Cable Network on a Monday night. There's so many other different companies. And honestly... As fans, we need to support these companies because I think a lot of these companies, a la an MLW, a la an NWA, I think are doing things the right way. And the fact that a Vice TV is giving the platform to an MLW, I loved what Court said too. And believe me, I heard I've I know where he's coming from when it comes to certain executives when it comes to pro wrestling, like Oh, yeah, that pro wrestling stuff. And they make it like they don't know anything about pro wrestling, but they're probably watching wrestling on a week-to-week basis. It becomes like the dirty little secret in the back boardroom somewhere when it comes to pro wrestling. You know, they cover their eyes, but they have their hand out. Um, Those days should be behind us, but it really isn't. So it is refreshing to hear that Cordes has such a great relationship right now with Vice TV. I think Vice <clears throat> would make a hell of a home for a wrestling show. I-, I think they're quite liberal in what they will allow on their channel. If you've watched mm-hmm. any of their shows before, they-, they touch on some taboo topics, very adult-oriented topics at times. And if we can get a very real, more adult-oriented style of pro wrestling from, from MLW, hell, I'm on board. Yeah. And you also talk about the storylines, but, and we talk about the athletics. I love the styles that's connected with MLW because they do have a lot of hybrid of styles that are connected with that show. Just to, he's, he's listing off the names that are going to be in the battle riot on July 10th. You talk about completely different styles for each, each wrestler. I think that's a big reason why I think MLW is going to have some success on vice. Good pro wrestling show is like a great buffet, a little bit of everything. And Lord knows I'm an expert when it comes to buffets. <laughs> now, I mentioned I'll be at Battle Riot on July 10th. I'm hoping that maybe some of the fans that are listening to this show will go. Maybe some fans, the first time that they go to a live event, will be July 10th for the Battle Riot in Philadelphia at the ECW. Not a bad place to see your first show would be at the old ECW arena. And Court told us in break, I'm not sure if he was able to get it out uh, when we were back live on the air, there's only a small handful of tickets left for that show. A very small handful. I believe there's like 40 tickets left. Yes. 
that the arena is at maximum, maximum capacity. And I asked them, I go, what's your maximum capacity? Because the arena could be configured to 300 or it could be configured to 1,500. I think they're about to top out at that 1,500. And when there's 1,500 people in the ECW arena, that is one hell of a place to perform in. Great vibe, great feel, a lot of electricity in that room. And if you happen to go to the old ECW arena, make sure you go to the men's bathroom and take a pick. I know that sounds crazy, but believe me, when you go to the old DCW arena, you want to go to the men's bathroom and you want to take a pick. Is it an amazing, Dave, how a shithole bingo hall has probably become the most famous arena in the world? And I'll throw MSG in there. I, um, I you know, me with my crazy list. I love making lists. When I make a list of the most historic venues in, in, in pro wrestling, the, the old ECW arena is top three. I mean, you know, it could be it could be. So what are you doing? You're putting the garden at, at one? Point. Are you putting the garden at one? I would put I would put Madison Square Garden at one. Okay. What are you putting it to? I would probably put the ECW arena at two and the Hammerstein at three. Can't argue with that. So you're putting like the Hammerstein ahead of any other, like a Corrigan Hall or a Tokyo Dome? Of places that I've been to. I've, okay. I've, never, I've, never, mm. I've never been to the Tokyo Dome. So I'm saying for arenas and venues that I've stepped in. I mean, you know, like, because Bully, when you go to, to the Hammerstein, what do, you, what, do you, what do you do? You look at, all right, that's where Sandman came out. You know, like there, there's certain sections, like, you know that building without ever actually having been in the build in that building. So when you first walk in, you're like, "Oh my, this is where this happened, and this is where that happened." I mean, that's what a great historic arena and venue will do. Madison Square Garden, for me, probably has to be at top for how many times I saw that on television before I actually stepped into that arena. I mean, bully, it's closed down now, and a lot of people shit on it. The Meadowlands Arena for me has a lot of historic significance because that was the first time that A, my father took me to see wrestling and B, the first time I took my daughter to see wrestling was in that building. So that has a lot of historic <laughs> significance to it. I always laugh when I hear people shit on ECW and what it was and what it did for the wrestling industry and <clears throat> having this conversation this morning with Court, knowing all of these wrestling companies that have gone back to the arena because it's almost a guaranteed not sellout it's a guaranteed great room to perform in it's so legendary it's so historic i don't know of any other buildings that do that obviously the garden is out of a price range i'm talking about a smaller building like if the sportatorium was still around, would, would would people be going out of their way to book the sportatorium? I, I don't know. If the Olympic, uh, what was it, the Olympic uh, yeah, auditorium the Olympic, in Olympic LA, auditorium. which I is the Olympic still around? No, I think it's still. I don't, I don't think they. I don't think they run shows, but I think it still stands. My point is that little bingo hall on at the corner of Swanson and Rittner is pretty special when it comes to this wrestling business because i think and and here's why and 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 it kind of ties because in because a revolution was started there a real revolution the original revolution that's why 
I, I agree with you. And, and bully, that's why I'm hoping that a lot of fans start like a new story, a new chapter. We talk about, you know, we talk about Vegas and we talk about SummerSlam. We talk about the Arthur Ashe stadium for AEW in September. Like I'm hoping news stories are told bully. I I'll be honest with you. When I think of the Meadowlands arena, I think of the Madison square garden. I think of my father. I think of being a little kid. When I think of the ECW arena, I ain't thinking about my father. I ain't thinking about a little kid. I'm talking about probably, you know, you know, at the Rite Aid down the street from the old ECW arena, me throwing up in front of there. Like I, I'm talking about where I would take a piss you know, before walking into the old ECW arena, like I'm talking to, you know, th- I, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yes. it's, it's, it's a different stage in your fandom. You know, that was, you know, taking the drive from Hawthorne, New Jersey to Philadelphia to go see a show there. It's, it's not, it's not the polished Madison square garden. It's, it's the shitty club where you first see a band. Like, that, that there's such a mystique. That's why I say, make sure you go to the men's room at whatever it's called now to take that picture. And what a great, I mean, what a great place to take that. Like, is it, how fitting is it? It's the men's bathroom that you have to go to, to take that picture that is going to last a lifetime as a wrestling fan. So much history, such a cool place. You got to go there and experience it for yourself. If you're a a parent or a sibling who was at the ECW arena back in the day and you have younger wrestling fans in the house, go out of your way to try to get tickets for July 10th for Battle Riot and MLW. I just remember being in the old ECW arena where I parked my car and just hoping that my car was going to be there when I left the (laughs) You. Dave, it was it was bad when I first yeah. got, it, it it was atrocious. I mean, you're you're you stuck to the floor because the the you know the, the piss and the beer, um, the place so ratty. Um, Ed just chimed in in my ear. It was the CBGBs of the pro wrestling industry. And if you ever been to CBGB, you know what I mean, where the Ramones and Blondie and uh, Lou Reed all you know came up and performed. You know, like a, you can't beat a great dive bar. Little hole in the wall dive bar. You can't beat the ECW arena. Yeah, and and when Bully says it was a revolution, and we hear that now with AEW, but, you know, in the middle of that Monday night war between these two corporate billionaire companies with Ted Turner's WCW and Vince McMahon's WWF, like... The people that were getting pushed out was the common man. The, the common fan was kind of like not even in the equation in this big corporate fight. That's how ECW grew from the ashes of that. That was where like, you know, it was, you know, fuck WWF and fuck WCW. I'm an ECW guy. Like that's that's where it was a truly a revolution. By the way, at the hottest time in the pro wrestling business. Dave, when was the last time you ever saw the WWE do business with an outside company? And when I talk about the WWE, I'm talking Monday Night Raw. It was, when was the ECW. last time you in 1997. Vince McMahon picked up the phone and called Paul Heyman and said, "I want you guys at Monday Night Raw." The real invasion angle, not the bullshit invasion angle that happened later on. Why did Vince? 
the owner of the WWE, invite ECW. This little punk ass shitty uh bunch of hobos. Why did he invite us there? Because he understood. He knew. It had the younger audience. It had that diehard, hardcore audience. It was a revolution, and they wanted to be a part. It had the edge that they so desperately needed at that time. And after that Monday Night Raw, and after the business with, I think, Taz jumping the rail, and Sandman and Dreamer, and no, Taz didn't jump the rail, Sandman threw the beer in Savio Vega's face. Um, After all that stuff, what did Vince McMahon do shortly after that? He came on the air and said, we're changing the way we do things around here. Yep. You don't think that that was all ECW's doing? The haters are going to say no, but that's the truth. And I will, the narrative will never I will never allow the narrative to be changed, and I will never allow history to slag on ECW or never give it the credit that it deserves. I don't live in the past with this stuff, but I also don't grant people a pass when they kind of slough it off. Bruce Pritchard always sloughs off ECW. Uh, my very good friend of mine, Eric Bischoff, at times on social media, will say something about ECW, and I will hammer him for it. It is what it is. It was what it was. It burnt out. You know, it's better to burn out than fade away. And we burned out. Yeah. And, and in that every, burning out process, we left out a legacy. And that's why so many fans were so angry when the WWE tried to restart ECW in their own image. And how far it was from the original ECW. You can't even compare it. But that's why you have so much hate and anger at times is because of that it meant something to people it meant something to me dreamer will go on record to say that the reason vince started ecw up again in the wwe and i'm not talking about one night stand or one night stand two i'm talking about the actual third brand was to kill it off take it out back put a bullet behind its head and kill it off because he was so sick and tired of hearing ecw chants at his shows and before the pandemic hit, we started to hear the spattering of AEW chants. Yes. And that's when I knew that AEW was onto something. Unfortunately for AEW, this COVID thing came around, well, for the whole world, COVID came along at the wrong time, you know, but it is what it is. Well, and we'll see if they can get that momentum and that buzz back because, you know what, we, I think it's desperately needed right now in the pro wrestling business. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. 
The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.